Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome. We're so glad to have you with us here this evening on Ask Herbal Health Expert Susan Weed, a two-hour radio show each Tuesday night. Herbal medicine is people's medicine, simple, safe, effective. Please bring your curiosity and health questions. Susan will enlighten, surprise, and delight you. I know most of you know Susan Weed already. She's my mom, so I know her. But for those of you who have not yet met Susan, I'd like to share, she is the author of the Wise Woman Herbal series, wonderful books on women's health and herbal medicine, including Wise Woman Herbal for the Childbearing Year, Breast Cancer Breast Health! Exclamation point, The Wise Woman Way, Healing Wise, The Wise Woman Herbal, New Menopausal Years, The Wise Woman Way, down there, sexual and reproductive health, the wise woman way. And abundantly well, seven medicines, the wise woman way. The newest book in the wise woman herbal series. So exciting. In addition to being the editor at Ashtree Publishing and writing her books, Susan is the director of the Wise Woman Center in Woodstock, New York. The Wise Woman Center is open to the public on appointment-only basis. She offers weekend workshops, intensives, and apprenticeships throughout the season. Susan is also available to you online via wisewomanmentor.com. There you can go and view her weekly e-zine. You can subscribe to receive a notification via email each week, or you could join her mentorship program. Susan also offers distance learning correspondence courses and online courses at thewisewomanschool.com. Join us there for colorful, instructive, easy video courses, including Easy Herbal Medicine with Susan Weed, Happy Knees, a Cancer Diagnosis, Adaptogens for Long Life, and Abundantly Well Companion Course, Wise Woman You can also just go to her website, susanweed.com, where you will find thousands of pages online with recipes, articles, art features, and so much more. Well, for now, let's see what Susan has to share with us this evening. Thank you, and welcome, Susan. Thank you, Justine, and welcome, Sarah Ellen. Oh, thank you, Susan. How are you doing this evening? Oh, I am enjoying the beautiful sunny weather that we are suddenly having. I looked up last night after milking and the sky was filled with stars. Ooh, 
Oh, lovely, clear night, huh, and warm. And- clear night and then bright, sunny day and that, oh, yes, we have gone, you know, around that turn at the Feast of Flames. And suddenly it's very noticeable that there's more light. Oh, in both blessings, yes, indeed. Blessings, blessings. So we all know one of the um, funnest customs of uh, the, to celebrate this is that the oldest woman um, rekindles the fire. The fire is allowed to go out and the chimney is scrubbed and then the oldest woman kindles the new fire. <gasps> oh, wow. Wow. I was so interesting that now is the time to scrub the chimney. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that is super interesting to me because I live in a place where we have chimneys and we use them. And when if I call this time of year, well, usually it's, it's a little later, but when I call, he's like, uh, I'm in Tennessee. I'll be back late summer to do chimneys. Right. <laughs> so it's Stop funny. doing it now. He's Forget it. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, we're sweeping chimneys. So I love that. Wow. Mm-hmm. hmm mm. So beautiful. Yeah. It feels like, yeah, the light, I have been so appreciative of just the, the extra time, like the little bit every day. It's like my appreciation is so great that it doesn't matter that it's just a little bit every day because it feels like such a big opening into more, 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 more. (laughs) So Uh, I'm ready for that. (laughs) All right. So, hey, it's February which means it's the birthday month of Aquariuses. And my friend Yvette, who's an Aquarius, and I, last Wednesday, when we were walking, said, you know, a single birthday is not really enough for an Aquarius. We need more. So we decided that we were going to declare the entire month of February a everyday birthday for every Aquarius you know, and that includes Linda Conroy that I'm going to interview tonight. In fact, yes. Linda Conroy and I share a birthday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So it, I am it's quite awesome. thrilled that Linda's going to be with us, and uh, she has such a wide range of experience in both directly working with herbs and teaching other people how to work with herbs and organizing big conferences to help introduce and help people along on their way with herbs. Truly an amazing woman with lots to share with us. Mm. Mm. And she will be with us at 9 o'clock. That's East Coast time. You can stick with us until then, or you can come on back to hear what Linda Conroy has to say. And so let's see. I've been spending a lot of time with Justine. She and Monica Jean are here for their Costa Rica break when they come back to celebrate my birthday. And Mm -hmm. Justine and I almost always make a new course for Wise Woman School. 
and this time it's chronic pain, the seven medicines. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That sounds, mm. I love that you're taking seven medicines to something specific and yet at the same time so broadly like experienced by so many people. So many people. It's estimated that 20 to 30% of all adult Americans are in chronic pain. Mm. Mm. The, the figures are and really some, oh. really stacked against women, too, for no apparent physical or physiological reason, but women are far more likely to experience pain for extended periods of time after surgery. Mm. Something like 20% of women after pelvic surgery or mastectomy are going to be in chronic pain. It's a huge number. Mm. And women seem to, they seem to experience pain more intensely when they experience it. So mm. I'm glad to uh, be able to share. And as I said to Justine, I said, you know, Gosh, there's so many people out there with this pain cure method and that pain cure method. And the great thing about it is they all work. And I don't really have like a pain cure method. Um, I tend more to, as you know, in looking at the seven medicines, look across the whole spectrum of it. And, of course, what I'm saying is where did, where did I start? I started with the surgery and Big-time drugs. So I started with deep medicine and pharmaceutical medicine. Mm -hmm. So even though the first medicine we're going to talk about in the course is serenity medicine, many of us will be starting at the other end and hoping to get back to serenity medicine. Oh, it's so true. I I mean, that's how I have described it. I never was was as deep as you were, blessed be. Uh, But, yeah, and I find that so true for many. It's like first they run into something that has caused them a moment of pause to say, what is going on? This has got me stopped in my tracks, and how do I fix it? And so many people first turn to the thing that's most, like, just – easily, insurancely, whatever, just um, commonly available. And, yeah, then it's like, how do I get back to that? Or, or yeah, then it's like, wow, okay, I learn about the other places of starting. Yeah. Um, that don't have to yeah. be the start, but are zero and one. <laughs> and for me, it definitely was, you know, that when they, when I was in the hospital, I let them give me really, really awful drugs. Fentanyl, you know, all kinds of really, you know, I have no idea really exactly what they gave me, and I know it's somewhat different from day to day, depending on the level and intensity of my screaming. Mm. And uh, I, but I do know that when I was being discharged, the pharmacist called me. This was COVID day, so I couldn't go to the pharmacy, and she said, "Now you've been in the hospital." And you've been on heavy-duty painkillers for two weeks, so you're addicted now, so you have a prescription for this. And I want you to know that you have to get this prescription filled right away and keep taking it. And you know what I did was I came home and I, I threw in the trash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, you know. So, you know, that's not to say that I wasn't taking any pharmaceutical uh, things. I was taking 
um, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, Aleve, um, which is naproxen. And a lot of herbal painkillers. matter of fact, I went out and milked the goats this morning without taking any of my herbal painkillers to see if I could do it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Of course, I took them as soon as I got back in the house and had washed everything up. But just, I'm always, you know, pushing myself. And that's that's kind of, you know, how you do it when when you start really as deep in that as you can be in your coming back to mm. the serenity of it. So to me, the thing that I can offer that's different also is um, trances and journeys and meditations. Mm. So this course is very rich in those things. Wow. When you talk, I feel like I get this visual of and like more than a visual, just a sensation of having a radio dial and like being able instead of just tuning into one kind of music or one type of program, um, you started with a certain type of program, but then you realize there was awareness that there's other programs on the dial and you just have to be able to be aware of them, and then, you know, develop your capacity to receive them and interact with them. So now you have seven channels or seven medicines on your dial. It feels like to me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It feels like, yeah, you're a receiver in to really be aware of your body. and And it's like, yeah, it's this receivership of what's going on with me and what are my opportunities to interact with that and feel good and better about where I'm going with it. So we've done um, all the introductory material. We've done serenity medicine. We've done story Mm. medicine. We've done energy medicine, and we're about to launch into lifestyle medicine. And I Mm. said to Justine today, I said, I have to apologize, but I do keep adding things to the outline. I mean, really, can we even begin to talk about chronic pain relief, lifestyle medicine, and not mention laughter? Mm-hmm. I immediately think of Patch Adams when you say laughter. Right, like of you first Patch Adams together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's an example yes. of someone who studied deep medicine yes. and then found it, laughter. It is, an imp- and it is an important <laughs> part of pain relief is to laugh. Mm. Mm. I have told I have told many many times the story of my downturned um, lips after my land partnership broke up. And four years, I mean, four years of of sad Susan, sad Susan. And then one of my teachers said, smile. And I said, I don't feel like smiling. And she said, I didn't say feel like smiling. I said, smile. I went, what? I love that. I so love right? that. Like, what? And I did, and it really, it was, it's quite amazing what happens when you smile because your brain actually starts producing endorphins, which make you Just getting like, over the hump of, like, getting over myself to be like, just smile. Like, get over it and smile. It doesn't matter if you feel like it. Smile and see what happens. Or, or you know, getting someone over that hump. Yeah, it's beautiful. Right. <laughs> and then I was talking about, I did Amantak Chia's uh, laughter yoga for a year. 
and part of it was the, that you had to laugh for a certain amount of time before you went to sleep. And now Zhuzhana and other people who've roomed with me say, do you know that you laugh in your sleep? <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> Laughing is yeah. so much better than <laughs> Yes, it's a wonderful practice, this laughter yoga. You mm. laugh at each one of your organs. Mm. Wow. That's almost like a cat purring to me. Like, that feels <laughs> like that if I had nice? to imagine doing it. Yeah, it feels like a cat purring. Yeah. So before you go to That's, sleep, you, um, you'd laugh out loud imagining one of your organs, and you've got to move around through them. Oh. But, but one a night. Mm. You really let it really let it laugh out loud. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Found, found it challenging to laugh for three minutes. And by yourself, even, right? Yeah. It's like when Patch made us have hold a three-minute hug. Oh, wow. Wait, a three-minute hug with yourself or with others? With one other person. You were hugging one other person for three minutes. I bet that did feel like a long time. Enormously long time. Oh, my gosh. Just looking into someone's eyes for 30 seconds feels long. Right. And oh, especially because this person is a stranger. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, wow. It probably takes that long just for, like, parts of our senses to even start to come online, you know, like, a final right. note, I can see it. Oh, I'm settling in enough to, like, feel how their skin feels, and is it tense, or is there some, yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Mm. So what's up with you? Mm, I, we are just, um, I'm enjoying the early spring. The animals and I are enjoying the earliest spring. I'm hoping it's for real. Like, I can't believe this, like, the, the nature things that are, like, queuing in other than the weather. And, I mean, goats are blowing their coats. Like, one of the goats came into heat again. I'm like, what's happening right now? It seemed to uh, me that the goats were wagging their tails today, too. Okay, good. Yes. And like, I was okay. Even the weather agrees with me, not the weather, but the weather goat, because he's on her. So something's going on. I'm glad you, you have one too. Yep. Yep. Let's see. Are you really seeing this? I think, yes, you really are. What's going on? So I'm not sure, but I am like, just not questioning enough to say, like, mm, do I put the extension cords too far away or do I leave them close enough to keep the heated buckets working if we go down again? So, ah, um, yeah. It will get cold Yeah, again. exactly. Right now, I'm leaving those cords in the buckets. They're just all unplugged. <laughs> yep. yep. And, yeah. Yeah, so I'm just grateful to get to, like, make a new compost pile and maybe even, like, do a little bit of fencing, which the ground should be frozen, but even it's not. So I'm like, what? Like, yeah, it's been an interesting winter, definitely the least winter of all winters in the, what's it been, like, 12 years that we've lived here. So it got real cold, and we got a boatload of snow that one week but other than that it's been really mild the fog though has been something else 
And I feel like there's a lot in the fog. So that's another thing that's been going on is a lot of fog. And I feel like Uh, there's a lot. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of opportunity to receive a deep, even ancient, and at the same time, current information. Because it's always been here, but it's, like, been recirculating, recirculating, and, like, it's just here. Like, we're enveloped in this thick fog. So it's been interesting and, like, informative in a way that's not, like, information received. It's, It's more than that. So, yeah, it's been a it's been an interesting season here. Yes. And speaking of fog, which makes me think of California, our loving care going out to all of uh, everybody in Southern California who is being washed away, mm-hmm. sm- mudslided away. Trees falling on them. Oh, my goodness. We are with you. We are feeling how frightening all of this is. What, 10 inches of rain in 24 hours? My gosh. Yeah. My brother lives there, and he sent pictures. Um, last As of yesterday, they could still get out, but there was a mudslide down the road, and then today one of those huge trees you mentioned fell. And now I hope they have power back, but they didn't have power. I haven't heard that they've had it restored, but... I told them, I hope your daddy intuition, you know, knows when it's time to go, if it's time to go. So they're there in those hills, and it definitely is, um, yeah, it's a lot of water. And he said the wind, like not last night, but the night before, was just real, like nothing he'd heard before. And we lived in Florida and had hurricanes. So for him to say oh, that so is for some pretty severe wind. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So for him to have said that, like unprovoked, without, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, it's so. I think, uh, yeah, hearts out to everyone in California, and just, um, I, ho- I hope, yeah, blessed be the roots that are holding the grounds in place that they don't, um, you know, that they hold, and only the top little bits slip that have slipped, and then we hold. <laughs> We're holding you in uh, an embrace, letting you know that we're we're feeling all of that shifting. Mm. Yep, yep. That that was Mm. the first thing that that really came into my consciousness when I was at UCLA was earthquakes. Oh my goodness, Mm. this is real. They're not just yeah. talking about earthquakes. There's like earthquakes all the time because I said, oh, my gosh, things are shaking. And they said, oh, yeah, it's an earthquake, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, oh, oh no, no, no big deal. I'm like, wait, wait, it's an earthquake. Mm, right? And it's like that's the one you can feel on the surface. So like you said, they're always quaking. And, I mean, that's probably true all over Earth, but, like, things are actually shifting enough in response to whatever's moving and vibrating and finding its way under those lands. So, yeah. 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 Well, anybody have any questions tonight? Yes. We have um, already five hands that have said yes in the queue by pressing one. I would like to speak with Susan. So speak live with Susan this evening as press one. That will allow us to see your hand go up in the queue. And then when it's your turn, I'll announce your area code and ask 
you to go ahead and speak live with Susan. So first we will go to our hand from the 603 area code. From the 603, you are live with Susan. Hi, Susan. I have somebody here who has a question for you. Um, He's very new, uh, brand new. Uh, This is the first time he's listening to you. And he has some questions to ask you about his dog. And his dog um, got an injury. And he can tell you all about it. He, because I, uh, only he can tell you. Okay. Uh, right. What I think, what I think he wants to know if any suggestions you can do, um, because she's scheduled to have surgery, but before then, if there's anything that she can do now or afterwards. Okay. Thank you. Here he is. His name is Dick. Okay. Thank you, Susan. You're welcome. Hi, Susan. I have a small dog, 22 pounds. Uh, ten and a half years old, has a torn uh, CCL joint in the left rear leg. And the situation is we have another two weeks to go before the surgery. So the veterinarian that is going to do the surgery specializes in this type of surgery uh, and just wanted to know if you had any thoughts on the matter that might help. Have you heard of the herb comfrey? Yes. Have you used comfrey? No. Comfrey is symphyton, which means to draw things together. Whenever anything in the body is torn apart, comfrey draws it together. So it's known as knit bone because it draws bones together. Not just bones, tendons, fascia, skin, anything in the body that can be torn, comfrey can bring back together again. Mm -hmm. I had an old cat. She was about 21 years old. She'd gotten very small and she went to sleep behind the tire of one of the guest workshop, which would have been just fine except that the guest decided to leave early and to not disturb anyone, she didn't turn on the engine and just rolled backwards and rolled over the cat. Mm-hmm. And we the vet, and the vet x-rayed it and said that her pelvis was broken into a couple of dozen pieces, mm-hmm. and that she would have to be put into surgery and have it all screwed and wired together again, and I looked at her and I said, this is a very old cat, she's not going to survive surgery, and she said, well, I didn't think that you would want to put her down, and I said, thank you so much for giving me your options. We have a few other options. And we took her home, and we gave her comfrey. And for animals, I always mix it with milk. Mm-hmm. And occasionally, I'll mix it with yogurt if the animal really prefers yogurt. And there was a local Reiki practitioner who came three times a day and did Reiki on her. And I do want to say that like many animals, she was in very deep shock. And we did spend a lot of time with her 
just having her near us. We didn't want to, we made her a bed and we put her on it. We didn't want to disturb her or move her, but we would go and sit with her and read or sing or just do things so that she would be part of what was going on. And then the Reiki practitioner came three times a day and we would see to it that she got some comfrey. And within three months, she was jumping up on tables. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, on a 22-pound dog, how would you uh, administer comfrey? As I just said, with milk. No, 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 no. The, 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 uh, are you talking about the oh, oh, no, you never give animals tinctures. Okay, so being infused. No, no animal gets a tincture. You take the, I take comfrey leaf and I make an infusion of it. So I weigh out one ounce by weight of comfrey leaf. I put it into a quart jar, fill mm-hmm. that jar to the top of boiling water, mm-hmm. stir it, stir it with a wooden spoon, and there'll be room for a little more water, and then fill the jar right to the top, put a tight lid on it, and let it steep at least four hours overnight is fine. Okay. And that then gets strained out, and the brew, the liquid, is refrigerated. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Can the I... point, is the dog eating and drinking easily and freely? Oh, yeah. She's drinking, eating. She's running Wonderful. around uh, just, on three, just on three legs. And, instead of... and is she eating something that could have comfrey infusion added to it? Um, sure. She is. And I, I had a question about the oat milk. Uh, is that a satisfactory milk that you uh, Well, I can no longer prevail about things that don't have breasts calling themselves milk because okay. they made it legal for all of these fake milks to call themselves milk, but it still irritates me enormously. Milk, something made by mammary glands. Oats don't have them. So you want cockeyed? Right away, we know something must be amiss if they can't call it by what it is, oat liquid. They have to pretend it's milk? Whoa, already we know there must be something wrong. I don't okay. use fake foods. I never use fake foods. If I want okay. milk, I use milk. I use okay. good. As a matter of fact, I've heard of dairy goats so that I can have my own milk, my own cheese, and my own yogurt from raw milk. I Okay. Well, I'll get some real milk. And that's, and that's, of course, what I use with the animals is goat's milk. Okay. So I don't, I don't, I don't usually I mention that. that because, of course, it's difficult to get. And most of the stuff you get is not worth consuming at all. And okay. I understand that, which is why I keep my own part of dairy goats so that I have access to this high-quality dairy product. But you can go to any supermarket and buy organic milk and organic grass-fed milk. Okay. Real milk, actual milk. Okay. Not something that that has ingredients. If it has ingredients, how can it be milk? Okay. All right? I'll make that happen then. Thank you. All righty. Green blessings. Thanks for your question. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. 
Excellent. And I'll remind everyone listening, if you question this evening, all you need to do is press 1, and we will see your hand go up in the queue. And when it is your turn, I will announce your area code, and you will be live with Susan. At this time, we have four callers that have pressed 1, and I see you next in the 815 area code. In the 815, you are live with Susan. Good evening, Susan. Good evening. I have been eating a broad and nutritionally dense diet for a few years now, and um, I have been working through blood sugar irregularities by eating more regularly and healing from injuries, and I have gained some weight. And I'm having a lot of um, self-judgment and body image issues with that. And I was wanted to ask to hear you speak on just women's bodies and the weight fluctuation and that it's healthier to have more fat in our childbearing years. And I'm... Um, healing like generational lines of eating disorders and um, just wanted to hear you speak about that. Thanks for asking. I'm so glad to hear that you're eating a broad and nutrient-dense diet. It's I think difficult for most of us to accept fluctuation. We want ourselves to measure up. It was very striking to me that there were places like Indonesia where none of the teenage girls or any woman of any age had any body image issues at all and then TV came to their island and within two years a third of the young girls had eating disorders. When we are constantly being shown images of other women who Look the way that society is telling us to look, then we take it as a rebuke. And we rebuke ourselves. What I generally want to know from anyone is the weight that you are now, are you easy with that? Are you comfortable with that with your eyes closed? If you're not looking at a scale or looking in a mirror, do you feel comfortable in your own body? If you don't, let's talk about changing it. If you do, Let's celebrate it. The 
Does that work for you? Yes. Um, thank you. And I have a, another question. Um, okay. I I had made a Vitex tincture from uh-huh. dried chase berries um, a year and a half ago after I had a miscarriage. Um, yeah. And I'm not sure if that's still useful to use or when I just have it and I don't remember what it would be useful sure. to use, if it's a tonic or for what cases Vitex, is that helpful? Vitex is like um, all berries is a bearer, bearer of phytosterols which can be turned by the body into biologically active hormones. You still there? Do we lose you? I'm here. Okay, good. So it's a superb aid for fertility. Women, especially women with hormonal problems like um, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Women with any kind of fertility problems I have seen respond very well. Women who are moving into menopause and they really want to get pregnant, Vitex can turn back the clock. But it's also used because of its ability to allow the body to make hormones. It doesn't have any, but the body can make hormones from the substances in it. It's also used uh, by women who have really severe periods, and one of its more amusing names is monk's pepper because the berries were ground up and used as a seasoning on monk's food so they would not feel any lust. It was a, That's why it's called chaste tree because it made the monks chaste. There are reports, I have not substantiated these, that it may have the opposite effect on women. There are a few things you could use it for, and yes, that tincture will stay good. Um, It will stay in top condition for 25 years and pretty good condition for 50 years. It can still be usable 100 years from now. Wonderful. And um, my final question is I just started making sourdough, and I was wondering if you had a preference of what type of grains you used or if you get them already milled and what your process was? For most of my life, I've had a flour mill and stone ground mill and I prefer to grind my own flour because that makes it rich in vitamin E. And for my sourdough, I like to use a mix of whole wheat and rye flours. And I and I do use sugar, not honey. Mm. Nice. And I hear you recommend yogurt very often. Um, I tend to eat more cottage cheese than yogurt. It varies, and most of the yogurt that I or cottage cheese that I get from the store has the bacteria added in. I don't think it's a natural occurring fermentation process. Is mm-hmm. there um and, and would I still be getting the same benefit 
from cottage cheese as I would yogurt. So long as it's from the best quality milk that you can get, which should certainly be organic. I have a hard time getting organic cottage cheese, but I can get organic yogurt very easily. And, of course, I can make yogurt very easily, and I can't make cottage cheese. And most people can make yogurt but can't make cottage cheese. And it certainly, you know, would be splitting hairs to say, oh, well, the bacteria isn't added to the yogurt. It grows there, but it was added in order for it to be able to grow, even if they used it from a starter that had it. So I'm not sure about the difference. However, what I would say is, for me, it's more about the full-fat dairy. So if the cottage cheese is full-fat, then we're in the same realm. Okay. Organic and full-fat. Okay. That's a good emphasis. Thank you. Yes. Um, Thank you. Those are my questions for tonight. I appreciate your time. You are welcome. Green blessings. Good night. Green blessings. All right. And I'll remind everyone listening, if you have a question and would like to speak live with Susan this evening, press 1, and we will see your hand go up in the queue. Uh, At this time, I see there are three new hands that are raised, um, and we'll go to the next in the 631 area code. In the 631, you are live with Susan. Susan? Hi. Hi, I'm Michelle. Hi. Um, We spoke in June. I was the woman that went through menopause, and they wanted to do all this um, testing, and then you suggested doing the herbs. I don't, you don't remember, I know. Um, so I've been doing it since you said so, but some of them I really don't like, but I wanted to ask you if, um, like, I don't like the mullein, the mullein leaf. Um, I don't like the nettle, but I like the oat straw and the, the red clover and the red raspberry. So do I have to drink the ones I don't like? Well, Let's start back here. What I suggest is rotating through five nourishing herbal infusions. Mullen is not one of them. Oh, it was in the book. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. M-U-L-L. No, no, I'm saying it absolutely right. What I'm saying is that I suggest that people rotate through five nourishing herbal infusions, drinking a quarter day of one infusion, and I do not include mullen in those five. That's all I'm saying. I thought it was in the book. There's nothing wrong with mullen, okay. but it has specific uses, and it is not a nourishing herbal infusion. Which one should I use then? Stinging nettle. Okay. Oat straw. Red clover. Okay. Comfrey leaf. And linden. So the red raspberry, it was in the book, but you don't want me to use that one. I've written six books, so when you say it's in the book, it's meaningless to me. I don't know what you mean. It's in the one about the menopause book. um, There are five nourishing herbal infusions. I hear you. I don't like like, it. One a day. 
okay. you want to, in addition to these five nourishing herbal infusions, use now and then some other infusion. You can, but they're not nourishing herbal infusions. The nourishing herbal infusions are high in protein. Raspberry doesn't have any protein. Mullen doesn't have any protein. Okay. It's not a nourishing herbal infusion. So I it is an herbal infusion, and I no. use and I use mullen, and there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not in any way saying that there's anything wrong with it or that you've done anything wrong, but you're asking me, do I have to do these? And what I want to establish is what you have to do, which is these five herbs rotating through them. So what kind of scale are you using? I got the kitchen scale, like you said. Um, right. So I don't like the linden, and I don't like the nettle. I put honey in it. It's like torture. So what can I do with that? I when you say, I don't like the linden, can you tell me what it is about the linden that you don't like? Slimy. I just don't like the – I love the oat straw. Okay. I love so the, the I, linden is slimy. Where are you buying the linden from? I'm getting everything from Frontier. Hmm. Are you buying whole linden or cut and sift linden? I'm getting leaves. They're pretty big leaves. It's linden flowers. That we want. That's not what I'm supposed to get. I didn't even know they sold linden leaves. They're pretty big. They're. It's like a leafy. Yeah. I get, I'm getting everything. Are they green? Are there any flowers? They don't look like, well, you know what, I finished it and I, I can't stand it, so I didn't get it again, but it was more like a leafy, um, I just don't like the taste of it. Um, so, actually, linden tastes very sweet and very nice. Well, maybe I'm getting the wrong thing then. So, that's why I'm like, hmm, this is very odd. The So, let's go over just some general things that you can do. Um, first of all, there's nothing wrong with diluting your infusion once you've made it. You still have to drink the entire quart of infusion in a day. If you dilute it, you're going to have to drink more fluid. Okay. But you can certainly do that. You can add something you like the taste of, like maybe you like the taste of green tea. Okay. Or Earl Grey tea. You can add that taste to your infusion. Okay. So that it tastes more like that. You can add, when you're brewing the infusion, a pinch, and by a pinch I mean the amount you can hold between your thumb and forefinger, a pinch of whatever mint you like. Okay. People say to me, what do you do to your comfrey infusion to make it taste so good? And I say, one stalk of bergamot, the equivalent of a pinch. Which is a certain kind of mint, Monarda didyma, and it just totally changes the flavor of the comfrey to have that tiny, tiny bit of mint in it. And with the red clover, which is just way too astringent, and so I put really good after dinner mint in there, which is the strongest of the peppermints. And again, it's you wouldn't even, if I gave it to you, you wouldn't be able to say there was a mint in it. But you would say, wow, this is so smooth and mellow. Okay. So experiment with that. I 
also find that the slimier um, herbs like the comfrey and the linden are not slimy at all when they're heated. Okay. So you don't, you wouldn't get it from Frontier? I didn't say that. Oh, okay. I didn't say anything about that. I just wanted to know where you were getting it. Um, and I don't know really from your description what you were getting, but I can describe the linden leaf and the linden flower for you because it's somewhat confusing for many people. Linden leaves are about as big as your hand and they're dark green. Right. Linden flowers include a light green, almost a yellowish green strap structure, which is not a leaf, and some stocky structures and some flowers, which are kind of hard. So I got the leaf. I should have got the flower instead? Correct. Okay. Okay. It's very hard to get the comfrey, by the way. So where should I get that? Frontier says comfrey leaf. It's not easy to get. There's, um, I know you're big on comfrey. People, they, they're, yeah. Uh, so I should get the comfrey from Frontier, or where do you recommend I get I've it I've been from? drinking comfrey from Frontier for 30 years. Okay. So comfrey leaf. It says, on, it says on the comfrey leaf, cut and sift, organic, and it says on the bag, not for human consumption, and I ignore that. Okay, that's why I didn't get it. Okay. Okay. It's not hard to get. You just read the label, and you shouldn't be reading the label. Use the comfrey. It's all right. If you're at all concerned about comfrey, please attend the comfrey conference. Okay. We had an entire conference, a week, 15 speakers, talking from personal experience about comfrey. Sarah Ellen and I both spent many, many months searching the Internet, and neither of us are professionals, but we did spend a lot of time searching for anyone ever harmed by comfrey, and we couldn't find a single a single case. Okay. So while it may be true that a meteor could fall on your roof, I don't think that you need to put a structure <laughs> on your roof to prevent it, do you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Right. So there's a whole lot of hoo-ha about something that has never happened. Okay. Let me make this perhaps a little clearer to you. There is a class of chemicals called pyrolyzidine alkaloids. There are over 400 different pyrolyzidine alkaloids. Some pyrolyzidine alkaloids are quite lethal. Comfrey contains pyrolyzidine alkaloids, but none of the lethal ones. So do you see how people get confused? Oh, pyrolyzidine uh, alkaloids can kill you. Comfrey has pyrolyzidine alkaloids. Therefore, comfrey can kill you. Yeah. Not. Yes. Okay. Okay? Yes. Again, um, I drink a quart of comfrey infusion every fifth day. There's 30 days in a month. That means I'm drinking six quarts or a gallon and a half every month for 35 years. Before they would operate on me, they wanted to make sure that my liver was in good shape. So they scanned it and tested it and said, well, gosh, gee, your liver is actually 10 years younger than your biological age. Wow. Believe me, comfrey causes no harm of any kind. 
Okay. And it really just makes you so structurally sound. One of the women in West Virginia was saying that after the Comfrey Conference, she started going and looking in medical literature, and she was actually able to find studies showing that Comfrey directly impacts how quickly bone can be rebuilt, and at the same time, switches off the cells that eat bone. Okay. It's really an amazing, amazing plant. So... And it can be a little slippery, and it can be a little astringent, so a little bit of mint, and or make it hot, steaming hot with a spoonful of honey in it. Okay. And it won't be slippery or slimy. Because I'm with you. I don't like slippery or slimy. Yuck. From a childhood tortured by okra. Oh. Right. So what we want to do is make the infusions so that we will drink them. When I was first coming back after surgery, after being in the hospital, to drinking the infusions, the comfrey was just like so overpowering. And so I started adding a little grape juice to it. Okay. And that made it like, oh, yes, of course. Now I really want to drink it. Okay. All right. So I just have to play around with them and don't have to drink it straight up. Right. Make it pleasant for yourself. What about red raspberry? Do you like that, or I don't. I don't like astringent herbs. Okay. So okay. If I'm going to drink red raspberry, and I don't at 78, I certainly don't need to. um, I would drink it as a tea, and I would probably throw a bunch of other herbs in with it because it would add a little astringency to the tea. But um, it's. To me, and has always been, an herb that's wonderful during the childbearing years. Oh, okay. Okay, so I won't do that one. <laughs> and then in the book, it's the new menopausal years. That's the one that I'm referring to. You mentioned okay. that I should put horsetail, a tablespoon of horsetail. Do you, should I do that? You can do that if you want to, but you don't have to. No? Okay. No. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, I can now tell that you're breathing better. I'm so glad. No, it's stressful. I don't. I don't. Whatever. Anyway, it's not like my thing, but I am doing it because I want. I don't want to. I want to heal myself. I don't want to do all the stuff that they want me to do with all these injections and everything else. I don't want to do that. So, um, I, I want you to. Know, make- that was exa- that was exactly the place I was. You know, when yeah. Doctor Lutz said, and you'll be injecting yourself in the belly every night. And I looked at her and said, no, I, no, you don't understand. I, I'm phobic of needles. I can't do that. And she said, oh, good. Well, then you can go do their chemotherapy. I said, give me the hypodermic. Mm. Suddenly you find that something that you always thought you could never do, you're going to do because you really don't want them to do what they're going to do to you. You're right. You're right. You're right, and I just had to say, "Woo, you got it!" I just got to get over myself on this one and do this thing, and I did because I seriously did not want their chemotherapy. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you take a day off, Susan, or you do it every day, like you do it seven days a week? Nourishing herbal infusions. I drink a quart of nourishing herbal infusion every day. 
Okay. Every day. Do you take a day off from breathing? Okay. <laughs> you take a day off from uh, your heart beating. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. Here's my other question. I'm new to you still, and I want to come. I, I'm, I live on the Long Island. I want to come. When should? What would be something that would be someone like me who's new would come? When? What would I come to that I would feel comfortable in as a new person? All all of the classes are perfect for beginners. There's never anything that you would say, "Oh my gosh, this is way over my head." Every class starts with a talking stick where people say what they want from class that day. Okay. There's a theme, and so we talk about that theme, and we walk around and we look at herbs. And then we pick a wild salad because, you know, more importantly than cottage cheese or yogurt is the soil bacteria. Mm. And we pick a wild salad, and we have that wild salad and goat cheese and some kind of soup. Often we make nettle soup, and that's what we have for lunch. And frequently I bake bread. And then we uh, go back after lunch and look at more plants and talk about them. And um, because people have told me in the morning what they want, whether it's connected to the theme or not, if there's a special plant or a special thing to talk about, we will do that. Okay. So any class you come to is your class. Okay. That's great. Okay. Right, and if we're like, if for instance we're doing like, um, there was a woman here who was using yellow dock, and I said, well, there's some yellow dock in my garden that I really want out. Let's dig it out, and we dug it out of the garden, and she tinctured it, and so she had her own yellow dock tincture. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right, so it's that, you know, it's that flexible. It's not like I have some set lesson plan we're going to do. It's like, who's here? What do we want to do? What do the plants want us to do? Let's have some fun. Okay, that sounds wonderful. Good. And you're doing just fine. I'm so glad you called. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Great blessings. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It looks like we have two hands that are raised. If you've got a question for Susan, you can also raise your hand by pressing 1. We'll see your hand in the queue, and we will go to our next raised hand in the 907 area code. In the 907, you are live with Susan. Hey, Susan, this is Kai. I called you last week. I was, like, in a major panic about the blood thinners. Yeah. (laughs) I, I feel bad that I was just, like, so static. I, I appreciate so much the way you helped me. Um, I, I, went, I went to the pharmacist. I got it. I got the uh, blood thinner. And, you know, I had, a, I had a discussion with the, you know, the pharmacist. It's like, do you want to you play with dice? You have aphid and... You could have a stroke. So I took it, and so my question so is now. Telling, was he telling you that the blood thinner is a sure thing? Come on. Did what? He's saying, do you want to play with dice? And I'm saying, 
that implies that taking a blood thinner is a sure thing. There are two kinds of strokes. There's a stroke from a clot, and there's a stroke from a hemorrhage. Blood thinners reduce your risk of a stroke from a clot. And AFib increases your risk of a stroke from a clot. But blood thinners also increase your risk of a stroke from a hemorrhage. So, So what does one do? So his analogy of playing with dice is kind of crazy, isn't it? Because yeah. you are playing with, you are rolling the dice. Well, what they think is since, and that's what he said, since you have AFib, that it increases the risk that there'll be a clot in your blood. Right. So we want to keep your blood so that it doesn't clot very easily. And that reduces that risk. Does it increase the risk you could actually have a stroke from your blood being too thin? Well, yeah, but we're pretty good about keeping the dosage. Okay. I'm just mostly okay. reacting to his saying, you know, playing with dice. It's like, what well, you are playing with dice. He is, too. Pharmaceutical medicine is always a gamble. Oh, I, that's why I was so absolutely freaked out about taking this because I never took a drug. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so they have taking, me on Have you been taking it for a few days, and what's happening? Nothing. Right. <laughs> so, you know, my question is, can I take the herbal infusions? I mean, yes. what, are there... Yes. I know hundreds of people who take blood thinners and drink nourishing herbal infusions. In fact, before I published Abundantly Well, I spent two years asking at every workshop I taught, and I taught a lot of workshops. I probably talked to over 10,000 people in those two, two years at workshops, and I said, I want to hear from anyone who's ever seen an herb-drug interaction. And I got zero reports. Wow. That's, that's interesting. You know, they don't want you to take the, uh, the, the herbs. Oh, you know, because I was looking up things. Oh, well, you can't take that because it's a blood thinner. Oh, you can't take that. It's a blood thinner. I mean, it's like, Wow. Not true. As a matter of fact, I know several surgeons who say they have never seen anyone who's taken any herb cause any blood thinning in surgery. So here's what I suggest. If a doctor says to you, you can't take herbs with this medicine, you look at the doctor and you say, does that include garlic? Garlic is a very strong herb. Does that mm-hmm. include parsley? Parsley is an extremely strong herb. It's an abortifacient, in fact. And if the doctor says, well, of course you can eat parsley and garlic, then you know you are fine with the nourishing herbal infusions, right? Right, right. 
because they're nowhere near as strong as garlic and parsley. Dr. James Duke, when asked about the safety of an herb, would always say, on the coffee index. Now, coffee is a poisonous plant, right? It contains caffeine, which can kill you if taken in large enough doses. It's kind of hard to get somebody to drink the requisite 30 cups of coffee, although my mother was a contender on that. But you can extract caffeine from the coffee and then put that in other things, and people can actually die from caffeine overdose. Mm-hmm. So he would compare every herb to coffee. He said, well, if coffee is neutral, then this herb is more po- or less poisonous than coffee. And so you might also say that to the doctor, oh, coffee is an herb. Are you suggesting I shouldn't drink coffee? Right. And coffee is exactly. far stronger than the nourishing herbal infusions, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. has far more effects upon your body. As a matter of fact, it's addictive. Exactly. And the nourishing herbal infusions aren't. Like, how does, how does sudden, suddenly the nourishing herbal infusions are somehow like problem, but coffee's not an herb anymore? <laughs> oh, they don't want us to take the good stuff. Know anything about it. They think you're asking about taking a powdered pill in a capsule. Right. Uh, yeah, that's right. Like there's, I don't take elderberry. It's a blood thinner. Well, I have a cold. I'm taking it. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> and Susan, on a lighter note, um, I was telling you about that functional medicine RN that I went to. Mm-hmm. So Saturday, mm-hmm. and she was very very traumatizing this woman very traumatizing so i get a message in that portal thing i said oh my god i, I I'm, I'm afraid what she's gonna write so i sat you know and i waiting waiting i decided to open it up it was so hilarious it said um discharged from practice and you I was just, I was you so, are you are discharged I, from her practice. Yes, and I laughed. I said, "Oh yes, this is so beautiful." <laughs> Can you? I, I never seen that ever. Discharged from practice <laughs> because I wouldn't do what she wanted to do. Like the lady that was on just before me, she didn't want to. She didn't want to take all those tests. Well. I didn't want to take her test. She had nothing to do with the heart, but I didn't want to take her test. They were just way off, too esoteric. And we have to understand of her that she doesn't know how to practice without those things. Exactly. And so, and so for her, it was like you're saying no to that is like no. So no, I can't. If you if you won't give me this stuff, then I can't feel safe with you, is really what she's saying. And that's Uh, okay. Right? That's okay. 
Yep. She 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 needs something that you can't provide her. That's right. That's right. She did run a bunch of tests. Um, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I'm, I I found a new uh, person to go to, and um, we'll just work from there. But I'm not. I'm not. That just doesn't work for me. Her claim to fame was ivermectin. Did she create it? No, but she was like, she was like the hero because she was giving out ivermectin. That's what that's what her claim to fame was, and um, just it was very strange because you know when you go to someone who holistic, they usually like let you talk and you explain things and you so they can find out like what you're what you're about. This woman. I, I was uncomfortable from day one. I'm like, yeah, this doesn't this doesn't look good for me. So ivermectin is an antiparasitic drug. You have a parasite problem mm-hmm. that she's giving this out to people? This was the COVID thing. It just has nothing they, to do with the COVID. Craziness. What is this woman, some kind of conspiracy freak? Already, if she's giving out ivermectin for COVID, you should run the other way, for goodness sakes. Well, that was her claim to fame, and, you know... The claim to fame is to give people an anti-parasitical drug that is totally ineffective against any kind of virus to, to deal with COVID. Well, you know what? That is just malpractice. Excuse me. Well, Susan... I found, I did some research on this person and what you just, the <laughs> malpractice and treatment of patients, big time. So, you know, I told you, I've, I've been through seven dentists and... Huh, Jesus. No, I'm not Ivermectin uh, causes symptoms of neurotoxicity, including serious neurological events. Encephalopathy, stupor, coma. It's a very dangerous drug. I didn't know that. I never took it. I've got my herbal stuff, like, uh, you know, <laughs> goodness. Thank goodness. Wow. That she's given this out, you know, says a lot about how um, how she informs herself. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and again, it's pretty clear that an anti-parasitical drug, and remember that drugs have a direction of action and do one thing. Drugs mm-hmm. are not herbs. Herbs don't have a direction of action. They are global, so they can do many things. But if you're using a drug that's an anti-parasitical drug, that's what it does. It doesn't suddenly jump up and kill viruses. Just like you wouldn't use an HIV drug to kill worms in your dog. Right? Mm, Right, exactly. Wow. Well, I'm free from that, so... Hooray! I'm so glad. You have been discharged. I've been discharged. I was laughing. I was like, oh, this is great. You've been discharged like a gun. Kabang. 
Yeah, exactly. Bye bye. And one other thing, I have a friend that's a um, he works with a lot of vets with uh, PTSD, and he follows. Um, my mind just went blank. Uh, the mushroom guy. Oh, Paul Stamets. And he makes the micro dosing uh, following uh, Paul Stamets. Um, you know, there's different mushrooms and then there's a little tiny bit of psilocybin mushroom in that. Um, he gave me a bunch of them. I didn't take it. I, I started taking it a little bit. Um, but it's something that I, I, I think I'm going to be planning on doing. I hear you. <laughs> it's helped a lot of helped a lot of uh, soldiers. It has. It has helped everyone who thinks they're trapped. It mm-hmm. is a great great reliever of being trapped. I actually had a a student who was in a um, psilocybin trial and cancer patients who had uh, terminal diagnoses, there were 10 of them in the study, were given a a single psilocybin trip. And they all said that it completely eliminated their fear of death. And she was rather unique in the group because she was the only one who actually didn't die. All the other other nine died, and she didn't. And she stayed in touch. And after 10 years, she said to me, oh, my gosh, you know what? It's wearing off. And so I have to say that this is my experience and my preference, is that Mm -hmm. I would rather see someone take a trip on psilocybin. Set aside a day or two for yourself. For your trip and do it. Repeat after 10 years, but don't drip, 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 drip. Uh. Okay. It's all something I have to think about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the drip is kind of like putting your toe in the water and you don't you don't really get the effect that you would get if you jumped in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, jumping in is going to shock you. You're going to gasp for breath. You're going to get all wet. You're going to have oaks. You're going to have an altered experience. Well, golly gee, that's why you're doing it is to have an altered experience. Right. Not to have a slightly different experience. You know, slightly different experience by getting a different brand of pasta. I mean, do it. Do it. Take a trip. Get a full dose. Set up your setting. Make it nice for yourself. Be in nature. Have a friend on call or nearby if you feel like, ooh. But in general... The kind of sensory distortion that you get with psilocybin are merging. Like you feel merged with things, like you can't move. Like I remember 
being up on a mountain and we had taken some psilocybin and the wind started to blow and we looked at each other and we said, this is not good. A storm is kicking up. We need to get off this mountain. Mm-hmm. And we up to walk down the mountain. And we did manage to walk down the mountain. But every step I sank in, so I thought, up to my thigh, into the earth. It was quite an extraordinary sensation. <coughs> wow. And it was a very bad storm. We went back the next day, and there were ten trees down across the path. So we were glad that we had vamoosed. So I always find that when I have taken psilocybin or LSD, um, that I am more in touch with things. I'm not more likely to get hurt or harmed. I'm I'm less likely because I'm much more in touch with what's happening. Mm -hmm. (coughs) I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, look at this nice wind. I'm going to go whoa, wait a second, this is not right. Let's get ourselves down and out of here before this thing kicks off, you know? Right, right. Now, it's been a long time since I've done any any of that. Yeah, so if you're thinking about it, really, you know, give it to yourself. Don't, Don't accept halfway measures, right? Right, right. Right, you deserve, you deserve... A whole day off tripping. <laughs> yeah, yep. And, you know, he, the, the person that gave this stuff to me, he's very good at um, explaining and telling stories. And, yeah, I, I feel comfortable. So, yeah. And what did all ten of those people experience on their psilocybin trip? They experienced complete relief from the fear of death. That's amazing. Every single one of them, including my student. And that's what she said. She said, oh, gosh, she said, it's been ten years and I'm starting to be afraid of death again. So I need did to be you do reminded. it again? She, I don't know if she did, truthfully. Nowadays, you know, we can even talk about psilocybin here on the show, and I'm not worried that, the, that I'm going to be, you know, like hauled off to the gulag, or you either. Right? People know that we're talking about something that's non-addictive, and in fact, you can take once, once, and have good effects for 10 years afterwards. Right. Right, not something that you know. I'm like, you know, enticing you into a life, you know, of oh no, you know. If if you're in a situation where you have access to this, I encourage you to make use of it. These are powerful plants. They're not nourishing herbal infusions that we drink every day, and that's why I'm making the distinction between taking a trip and the d-d-d-d-d of the microdosing. Because to me, that somehow says that you do it every day, and I think that that's shortchanging yourself. Okay. 
I mean, surely at least once in your life you spent the whole day in bed with a lover. <laughs> oh, yeah, those were the days. <laughs> Well, spend, I got the, right. spend the whole day in bed with your lover, psilocybin. Because psilocybin is the little people of the earth here to remind you that you are part of it all. Well stated, Susan. Thank you. Green blessings. Thanks for calling. Green blessings. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, and it looks like we have two callers that have raised their hand, and we've got about nine minutes, so we'll go to the next caller in the 516 area code. In the 516, you are live with Susan. Hey, Susan, it's Kimberly, KC. How are you? Hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. Just a quickie um, regarding the woman uh, earlier who was talking about Lyndon being tasting nasty, and maybe yes. I missed it, but um, I know that that's one of the exceptions where you, it's a half an ounce instead of an ounce, and if you use an ounce, it's going to taste really like mwah. So I'm wondering if I didn't hear you mention that. So I'm just wondering I if didn't. maybe that. Thank you. I didn't because she seemed confused. <laughs> Indeed. Okay. And I cool. did not want to add to it, but I am so glad that you called, and I did tell her she could dilute it. Indeed. Well, yeah, because I know I, I I've had made that mistake, and it's like, wow, what did I do? And it's like, wooka. It's just uh, it's just hard to drink. So, but, but most said, of the time, it's but she said that what she found was that it was slimy. And what I find mm-hmm. is, if you use an ounce and you don't like it, it's because it gets a little bitter. Indeed. Yeah. True that. Um, and so, uh, I, so think, I think that what she actually discovered was that she hadn't bought the flowers at all, but she was using the leaves. Well, but those flowers look like leaves to most people. I mean, they don't look like a flower. Well, so. I described both the leaf and the flower yeah. to her, and she said, oh, they were dark green. Oh, okay. Well, so, I didn't even know that they sold them, but hey. You that's what I said, too, Gee, I didn't even know they sold linden leaves. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well. I will have, have to be more careful in what I say. Thank you, Casey. Love you lots. I'll get get, um, off shortly here um, for the next caller. But I also just wanted to point out that uh, ivermectin actually is a Nobel Prize winning medication that actually eliminated river blindness in Africa. And uh, so, river yeah, blindness I'm, I'm not from a, a parasite. Yeehaw! Great. That's right, exactly, exactly what I said. So, it's an anti parasitic yeah. drug. It has nothing to do with viruses. Right. So, anyway, and then they were all. That saying, river blindness, you get ivermectin. Hooray! I said nothing bad about it. I said it's an anti parasitical drug, and to use it for COVID is malpractice. Well, right. And then COVID I also. COVID is not a parasite, it's a virus. That's all. Under. Right, and so also the national river blindness is not a virus. Actually, it's an incredibly broad spectrum anti-parasitical. I was pretty amazed at the list of parasites that it kills. It's a pretty strong drug, but not a single, not a single virus. Right, but it does say the National Center for Biotech. There's no but. There's no but. It kills parasites, and COVID ain't a parasite. 
with expected <laughs> antiviral activity, and it's also used against yeah, well, malaria. Expected so. is not shown. And again, okay. that's an off-label use, and it's malpractice. Right. It is literally malpractice to prescribe a drug for an off-label use. It is. Right. It's one of the definitions of malpractice. I'm not arguing that. I'm just so ivermectin it was is anybody who's prescribing it for COVID is engaging in malpractice. I love you. Bye bye. Let me see. Okay, love you too. Bye. (laughs) Bitch. All right, and we've got enough time here to jump to our next caller in the three five two area code. In the three five two, you are live with Susan. Hi, Susan. This is Carol. Hey, um, Carol. From Nashville. Hi. Well, um, the question to, to give me a minute worth of about the cold water plunges, since I only got a minute or so. That, that's the gist of my thought. You want to know about cold water plunges. Uh-huh. So cold water plunges are a stressor. And the body's response to stressors can be the body's response to a stressor, right? Okay. Very cold is a stressor. Very hot is a stressor. Right? There are things that we do that stress us. And if we do them in a reasonably limited way, then the stress can promote health. But 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 they are stressors. Now, in general, what I observe is that men benefit a lot from stressors. Extreme heat, extreme cold, being shot at. These kinds of stresses, going without food for three days, these can, in most instances, promote health in men, but they rarely do in women. Men don't bleed. That's why they need to be more stressed. Thank you for that. So you will notice that the vast majority of the people promoting these kinds of things are men. And that's okay. I want them to have what they need, too. I want to be sure that women know that while anything you can do, I can do better. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> Maybe it's better not to. Right. Maybe. Maybe our stressors, as you say, are different stressors. Well, I did notice the one time I did it to at this rehab center with my friend, and I thought, boy, I tapped into the giving birth thing in my brain. And it really wasn't even close to as bad as I thought. But I thought, well, I've already given birth a bunch of times. Um, yeah, I can see the value for a man. 
Right. But I, I don't need to do that a bunch of times. I've been stressed plenty. Right. Hello. I've I, done that. I hear that. I, I know, you know, where my edge is. Right on. Right? Yeah. I am I am woman. Hear me roar. Thank you. I, do, I don't need this. And if I need to be plunged, it's because I want to do it. It's not because I need to be stressed out. Well, I am it's very cold I personally I, I like cold air, but do not much like cold water. I like cold hands, but I don't like cold water. Nonetheless, in my pursuit of dealing with my lymphedema, um, I will admit that I end my shower with two to like three minutes of alternating hot and cold. Right, it just is the shower temperature just has a handle on it, and I turn it one way and count one, two, and turn it the other way and count one, two. And it, of course, it's slow enough to respond that when it's cold, like I've already had the handle over to hot. By the time it gets too hot, I already have the handle over to cold, right? Yeah. But, um, I can't. I, I think that's good too. One, of the, one cool of the things I don't like about cold water is that um, it feels very stressful on my heart. There's been a couple of times when I've actually been in cold, very cold uh, water and felt my breathing and my heart stop. Well, that's what they do with cold water, right? With people, I mean, they kind of freeze them down, like they can stop your heart. Yes, exactly. So, well, thank you for your time. That was nice to talk to you. So, the plunge is the whole thing, but you can get that benefit from that cold just by. Um, and I, I just little, I'm about using a little alternation there. Doodle. doodle. <laughs> I'm all, I'm, I always provide the side of if it's trending, take caution, people. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Right, have a great evening. Good night. Good night. All right. And it looks like we are ready for our ready guest. Ready for Linda. Evening. Yes. Mm. And I do. We're here in the queue. Excellent. We are all ready. Linda Conroy is a visionary, a bioregional wise woman herbalist, an educator, wildcrafter, permaculturist, and an advocate for women's health. She's also my friend. She is a proprietress of Moonwise Herbs and the founder of Wild Eats, a movement to encourage people and communities to incorporate whole and wild food into their daily lives. She's passionate about women's health and has been working with women for over 30 years in a wide variety of settings. She also made a great bumper sticker that says, What If Nourishment Works? Linda is a student of nonviolent communication. She has a master's degree in social work as well as law and social policy. Linda has been offering plant-driven, hands-on herbal programs, apprenticeships, and food education for three decades. She's completed two herbal apprenticeships programs, one of which was with Susan Weed at the Wise Woman Center. She has studied with Isla Burgess, Peace to My Heart, and has a certificate in permaculture design. Linda is a curious woman whose primary teachers are the plants. 
and who never ceases. Who? I'm sorry. Let me try that again. Linda is a curious woman whose primary teachers are the plants who never cease to instill a sense of awe and amazement. Linda's mentor and poetic friend, Julene Tripp Weaver, eloquently describes Linda as she listens to the bees. She takes tips from the moon and she follows her heart. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Linda. Happy birthday two days early, Linda. I love you. Yes. Happy birthday, Susan. Happy, happy birthday to you. It's so wonderful to share a birthday with you. <laughs> it certainly is. Yes. Uh, uh, so, of all the things that you do, what makes you the happiest? What brings you the most joy? Mm-hmm. Making um, unusual and fun creative preparations in my kitchen with wild plants. Okay, so tell us about your latest. <laughs> well, that's funny that you should ask that. So I harvested some honey locust beans, and I had never cooked them before. I cooked them, soaked them, and cooked them just like any other bean, and I made some miso with them. Ooh. So I'm very curious to see how the miso comes out. And then I also just cooked the beans and ate the beans. And they they got really nice and soft because I've tried cooking other beans and they don't, you know, like Kentucky coffee tree. I've roasted that for a coffee, but the honey locust actually cooks up and can be eaten just like any other bean. And that was a wow. new experience for me. <laughs> so. Wow, wow. <laughs> so I'm always learning and getting new insights around wild foods. They just intrigue me. Like it's an art form for me to be able to make things and say, hey, how would this work well with this? So I made, also made some hickory nut miso at the same time because I also had some hickory nuts that I was roasting. And so I um, am having fun in that in that realm. Yeah. And I, um, with this strange weather, and I heard you all, you and Sarah, talking about this earlier, just how the weather is really changing things up. We're tapping maple trees already here in Wisconsin. I tapped my trees today, and I know people who tapped them well over a week ago, and we're, um, we're getting sap. So that's another thing. Well, I did I'm told temperatures above freezing in the day, below freezing at night, and there we are. And here we are. It has nothing to do with actual date. It has nope. to do with the temperatures, as you temperatures said, which pumps that sap apparently. Yes, but this does feel early. I was. I it took me. Yes, it's even quite. I heard other people saying they were tapping trees, and it took me till today before I could actually get out there. It was nice and sunny, and as soon as I, you know, drilled a hole, there was just tons of sap coming out. And so I have lots of fun visions of what I'm going to do with the sap this year too, which is, will be an adventure. I've made wine before, and I've made um, maple uh, vinegar with the sap, and. Um, I cook beans in the sap and cook that down, and it makes this real nice, like, sweet baked bean. 
um, dish. So, um, yeah. so those are the things I love doing. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's such a it's such a thing because in this day and age, given that there's so much happens, you know, virtually through the computer and. Um, a lot of my work ends up being there. I, um, when I'm away from those other things, I feel a lot of stress. So I've been really learning to make sure I get lots of time doing those things so that I don't get too um, caught up in the virtual world, which can just take you down some rabbit holes. And, um, I like the rabbit holes of the kitchen and the wild plants. <laughs> <laughs> That's our kind of stressor. Our kind yeah. of stressor is get outside. Mm-hmm. Get a little buffeted by the wind as you walk from one place to another. Tilt your face up to the sun. Those are those, those are our kinds of stressors, right? Because they they truly are. And if you're online and virtual, then you're usually protecting yourself from those. You're usually in a controlled environment. Yes. Well, and, you know, I think about what being, like you're saying, being outside and putting your face to the sun and those kind of things. I actually feel so wide open when I do those things, and I, I see those as, you know, um, sometimes I'll say they're medicine, and you know, meaning like I'm absorbing this and this is nourishing me. And I had the opportunity last month to go to the ocean, which I hadn't done in quite a long time, and um, that, just standing at the edges of this um, water and just taking that in was just such great medicine. Yes, Wisconsin is a long way from the ocean. It is. And I grew up by the ocean, so the salt water really resonates with my. I think my body recognizes it. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> And I love the lakes here. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the lakes are amazing, but it's just different. So, you know, one of the things that I really like is to be with women who are interested in the things I'm interested with. And so one of the things that I plan to do with my life, and it worked out pretty well, was to get other women interested in that. And you got very interested in it. So you hold two large gatherings a year of women who are interested in being outside. Yes. And, um, yes, the Midwest Women's Herbal Conference, which is going into its 13th year this year, and then Mycelium Mysteries, which is a women's mushroom conference, which happens in the fall, and we're, that'll be the, this year will be the eighth year for that event. So, so, yes, I love gathering with women, too, and being outside and being curious and asking questions and inspiring each other and collaborating and you know, just really um, stimulating the enthusiasm um, of being with the plants. And and feeding each other all these incredible things. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's just, I mean, there's nothing like it. It's it's the village and the container that gets held with with those spaces is um, just really a gift. And, you know, I mean, I hear over and over again, and I'm sure you hear this too, because you've held containers and 
for women for, you know, um, decades and decades, way longer than I have. And you know that it changes women's lives. It, it shifts things. It helps women be more centered, and it spirals out into our communities and into our families. And there's something so powerful and magical about women being together and sharing our skills and our wisdom and our enthusiasm. I mean, it's it's from, you know, I was thinking about this the other day as I was thinking about our program. Um, I'm already thinking about 2025. You believe I have to think that for it? <laughs> and I was like, well, I do. We, I do. <laughs> well, Sometimes, because I want to be present in the moment, and then I'm like, oh, I have to think for <laughs> him, too. But that's the that's Aquarian. Something in me, so. for each. <laughs> <laughs> I so, guess if you I wanted your pet elephant to get pregnant, it would take a long reach. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite an analogy, Susan. It's uh, <laughs> um, quite a long pregnancy, I hear. <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, but I was thinking about how at the conferences, women are experiencing, um, you know, like, you know, emotional and spiritual, you know, feeling. And then there's all the tangible skills and experiences of being nourished. And it's 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 just, you know, when people think about, and, you know, the word holistic is so difficult. I often, if I'm interviewing someone, I'll say, can you define holistic so I can hear what you think it means? <laughs> because, it's, you know, it's, it means a lot of different things and is used as a catchphrase. But when I think about all the dimensions and the levels that we're working on when we're together, it's every single aspect. We're working with our hands. We're um, you know, all our senses are alive and we're, you know, really experiencing the natural world and, and each other is the natural world. We're part of the natural world. So it's just, I was thinking about that as we're putting the program together. It's really important in my mind to make sure all of those things are happening at the events that we put on. Yes. I often say, that if you feed your child a vitamin pill, you teach them to value the places that make pills. And if you go outside with your child and turn them on to dandelion, you teach them to value the earth. Yes. So, so it's, not, it's, it's not just, oh, should it be dandelion or a vitamin pill? There's an, it, there's a, an entire ethos. And when you were talking, I was also this very strong memory of um, testimony that a woman, an indigenous woman in British Columbia, was talking about harvesting a certain thing. And it may have been a certain small fish that came near to shore to spawn. And some white person thing was going to disrupt this. And they were trying to figure out, you know, well, if we let you, like, get, you know, on this week of it, you know, as the first week of February, if we let you do that. And the woman was trying to explain to them. And she says, it's, it's not just about this one food. It's about my connection to the entire ecosystem. It's about my connection to all the life there and how all of that life is woven together and the way that that life weaves me into itself by getting me to ingest it. 
Mm-hmm. And the timing is always different. I can't sit in your court and tell you this is going to be the time when I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's always been like a, you know, like a, a star there. Like, understand, Susan, that this is this is not something that can be um, made right. That is so powerful in terms of, like, you're right, like, it's a North Star, right, to to remember. And one of the things that I get on my hunches about sometimes is that, you know, Western society interrupts that process over and over and over again in our lives continually. We don't get to just experience ourselves in relation to nature as nature would have it happen. And it's it, it almost breaks my heart because I feel like it's it's hard then to really, you know, people are looking for their full expression of themselves and it's very difficult to find if you're not allowed to have those experiences. Luckily, even as little as a weekend out in nature, once a year can do it. Yes, that's true. Luckily, even a picture of nature in the hospital room is is as good as looking at the window at nature. Mm. Luckily, we are geared to be healed by nature. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think we can intentionally bring that in, you know, that's what I think they're saying, is we can intentionally have those experiences and make sure that we and other people around us get exposed. And so then, like, with the conferences, when we're together and we're doing that for days and days, sometimes a week, some of us, you know, together, it really, I think it potentiates our... um, process and just potentiates our ability to show up and be present and no matter what's happening whether it's something challenging or it's something delightful because that's another thing we often shy away from things that are hard like you know catching a fish and giving death to a fish an animal is hard it's hard to be present with that and yet you know the more present we are to nature's you know um the way nature works, which is very different than the way we think nature should work. I'm talking we as a society. Um, But when we actually show up present to what is, we have a very different experience. Yes, because we notice that there is no shame and no blame and no guilt in nature. Yes, and definitely shame and blame are big barriers to many people showing up and being present. And that's why I love, you know, um, you read in my bio that, you know, I've been working with nonviolent communication for a lot of years. And I love the focus of that model of work, which was founded by Marshall Rosenberg, that it calls us back to focus on feelings, needs, on honesty and courage. Like, it calls us to focus on something else than blame and shame. Like, this concept of, like, why did I do that? What's wrong with me? Or what's wrong with them? You know, like, but it calls us back to, our like, our origins, like, our, our way of being and what, what's happening, you know, 
with us rather than, you know, these ideas about how we should be. So there's some tangible tools that I appreciate in that in that model for doing that. Well, thank you for saying that because it answered an unspoken question that I had of you, and I'll tell you about it at some other time. One of the things that I noticed and that I think everybody noticed at the Midwest Women's Herbal Conference last May was there were a lot of women there who had never been to an herbal conference before. Yeah, there were. I would say maybe even as many as a third of the women there. And, you know, I wish I've done this many years, and last year I didn't do it when we, you know, go to the keynotes of all conference gatherings. A lot of times I'll ask people to raise their hand how many people are new, and I didn't do that last year, and I want to remember to do that this year because you are correct. You know, I think there were a lot of new people, and, and actually there often are. There's a percentage of women who come back year after year and really love the space, and then we always have this influx of new women, and that is so important and really powerful to continually offer women the opportunity to be in that space. And one of the things that I also noticed was that many of the women who hadn't been to an herbal conference before were considered themselves beginners. And they were a little bit at a loss when we kept talking about the wise woman tradition. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the reasons that we put our heads together and said, well, Susan, why don't you come back in 2024 and do an immersion on the wise woman tradition? Yeah, so I'm so excited that you're going to do that. I think that's so important. And, um, really excited for women to have that time with you and to hear it directly from you and your your life experience um it i I'm, i just i'm imagining how powerful and amazing it's going to be and you know i don't think you know i apprenticed with you a lot of years ago and i i mean I likely won't be able to sit in the whole time. I'm sure I'll visit it. But if I had the space, I would sit there the whole time because I know just being in that space would nourish and care for me. So I think anybody, if they're, if people are new or if, or if women have been around for a long time, that space is going to be such a, a gift. Well, thank you for providing um, the three days before the conference for us to do this wise woman immersion and to really have the wise woman tradition continuing on in um, a very, um, you know, it's like to me the fulfillment of my dream that you are having a conference devoted to the wise woman tradition, that Eaglesong has conferences devoted to the wise woman tradition, that um, Karina Wood had conferences devoted to the wise woman tradition, that all over the, the place the wise woman tradition is thriving because it works, works for us. So thank you. You are appreciated, Linda. Thank you. It's, it's it's mutual, 
and we co-create these things, right? Like you said, it's a dream, right? And then I have a dream, and then who knows what, you know, what some of these younger women are going to do with that dream. And we just, you know, um, can see it continuing. I always say the conferences, despite what's been happening in my life at any given time as I've been putting on these conferences, because they're a lot of work, and sometimes it gets, you know, overwhelming. And no matter what's happening, they keep they keep happening. I compare it to, you know, the um, acrobats who spin the plates and keep them spinning. <laughs> There's some plate spinning that keeps the conferences going. Like I feel like they they are meant to be in some way. Something is can, is keeping them um, alive. And granted, I'm showing up, and so are the other women who are putting it on, and and the instructors and. Um, you know, who who come and share their wisdom, and and that's all happening. But it happens, it's happening um, more and more, I wouldn't say effortlessly, but more. it feels more organic than it did when we we birthed it. (laughs) (laughs) If you will. (laughs) Yes, I'm laughing at remembering Gordon saying, don't pry the flower, but open, it will bloom. Ah. Yes, and I don't, you know, I didn't, I, I wish I had had that mantra in my ear for a couple of years through this process. <laughs> I don't know that I always was aware of that, but I, I see it now. And it's really, it's really amazing to, to experience that and see it happening and see that, you know, there, and there are other women on my my conference team who just love the space and really want to contribute and want to make sure it keeps happening. So, it's super amazing, and we're just so grateful that you're willing to come back. I know this is your third year in a row spending time with us. <laughs> and there's there are other immersions and pre-conference things going on besides mine. Yes. Yes, there are, and we have so we have um, two three-day immersions. One is with you, of course, and the and the wise woman tradition. And then the other one is with um, one of our long-term instructors. Her name is Cornelia Cho. And she is offering a workshop that she's kind of worked up to. She's done, you know, one-hour workshops and three hours um, on um, some work that she's been doing. And so her workshop is called Transform Your Voice, Transform Your Life. And so it's about listening to your tone and how you express yourself, and not in a judgmental way, but in a way that really helps support um, your intention of what you're wanting to put out in the world, and it's a mindfulness um, practice. And so I'm excited about that. She really does amazing work in that realm. And then I am actually co-teaching a two-day first aid um, class on Wednesday and Thursday with another herbalist named Leah Wolf. Ooh, herbs are so good at first aid. All right. Yes, yes. We're super excited. And and I love that we're going to teach it together. Leah has done a lot of, um, like, street activism work. So she's done a lot of um, uh, inner city urban and urban first aid work. And I've done a lot more, like, in the woods kind of work. So we're going to integrate our skills and bring them together. And I think that's going to be really fun. Um, to co-teach that. And then we have like five, um, I think it's four or five, um, three-hour workshops 
on Thursday night and Friday morning on growing herbs, on uh, botanical illustration. Um, we have a creative death ritual um, workshop, which is called Flowers and Ashes, um, which is exciting. Um, a tincture-making workshop on all the different ways to make tinctures and a hands-on workshop. Um, and so there's just a lot and really something for everyone, I think. And so I'm really hoping that women who can come for the whole week, if you come for the whole week and take the immersions, and then you've got the whole weekend of, you know, 50 or 60 workshops throughout the weekend, um, you can really come and get quite a, a, an infusion of herbal wisdom, knowledge, skills, connection, all of those things. Where should they go to to sign up to come to be with us? Yes, MidwestWomen'sHerbal.com is the website. And we have early registration discounts until March 15th. So if people want to get the best pricing and um, sign up for a whole bunch of stuff, um, I would encourage them to do it before that date. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the time and I'm speechless. I feel like we've just started talking and our time is I up. know. Ooh. I'm like, we can talk about this and this, but we're almost finished. Really? Here. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> and then I wanted to tell her this. And da, da, da. I love you, Linda. So <laughs> wonderful to be sharing life and the herbs and all of this with you. So what do you want to leave in the hearts and the minds of everybody who's listening to you tonight? I would like to share our theme for this year, which is celebrating 13 years of plants, fungi, and sisterhood. And so I'd like to celebrate that with everyone. For those who do come to the conference and for those who might not be able to come, we can all celebrate those things because the plants, the fungi, and our sisters are holding us. And I feel that every day. And I, I feel that from you, Susan. I feel it from all the other women um, who are, you know, interacting and, and, you know, holding the wise woman tradition. So, so grateful. And I also want to, again, wish you a very, very happy birthday. <laughs> I was just thinking, happy birthday to you. Every single day, remember, we have taken February hostage. It is now the birthday month, and no matter which day of February we were actually born on, uh, and yes, even those who slide over into the non-Aquarius part, um, Aquarius, Aquarius are taking the whole, and we get an extra day this year, right? Yes. Yes. So Aquarius is taking over all of February. Sorry, I know, you know, technically some other sign starts somewhere down in there. Um, But that's the way Aquariuses are, like water, right? We just kind of spread out. So here we are. Uh, When I talk about reweaving the healing cloak of the ancients, I see that. I see that in action when I'm at the Midwest Women's Herbal Conference. I see how those threads come together and how 
sometimes they start to to really twine and apply together and become something uh, much stronger and how sometimes they 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 say ah you know we are to go in different directions so that there's a strength here from uh, from a different kind of tension not the tension of coming together but the tension of going in different directions so thank you for all that you do in that reweaving and especially the part about communication that was a very precious gift to me tonight linda thank you Mm, you got me curious i can't wait to talk (laughs) sarah ellen thanks 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 for you we are making herbal medicine people's medicine again yay all of us green blessings everybody good night love you justine Thank you, everybody. Hey, happy birthday, Linda, and happy birthday, Susan. Big hugs and love to you. Thank you, Sarah. Love, love, dream blessings. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.